All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Spoiler Alert podcast. I This might be my favorite episode yet, Ty. I know oh we've, we've seen some, some good movies, but Saw X, Saw 10, whatever the hell we want to call it. This has been one I've had marked on my calendar for quite a bit. And they moved it up. It was originally supposed to be out uh, October 27th, and they moved it up. It's a rare moving up, and it actually works out for the better. Yeah, what the hell? Because I think I was complaining earlier. I'm like, this is my birthday tradition. It needs to be, come out closer to the end of October. Um, but hey, I really shouldn't be complaining if I get to see a, a movie earlier than uh, expected. Hell yeah. So if you haven't figured it out, that is going to be the main thing we talk about in this episode. We will also be talking about the Wes Anderson short films that are on Netflix, all four of them. Uh, I've seen three. Ty has seen all four. So Ty is going to convince me to see The Swan or not. Uh, but we will be talking about all four of them and really how uh, surprising they were. Yeah, what a pleasant surprise those were. I mean, for a bunch of short films, I didn't have really high expectations at all. Uh, I really liked them all, actually. They're fucking yeah. awesome. So that's and, exciting. You know, the, neither of us, obviously, we reviewed uh, oh shit, Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Um, and neither of us, like, it wasn't bad. It's just we're not big Wes Anderson dudes. Uh, so I think that was a you know, good good surprise for us. Yeah, I think these, retrospectly, in retrospect, made me like Asteroid City more, too, as well. Nice. And now I want to watch it again now. <laughs> yeah, give it another another view. Yeah, Look at sure. it through a different lens. Uh, but before we get into the goods, we got to talk about the upcoming movies this week. Only three of them, so this will probably go pretty quickly. Uh, the most popular one, I would imagine, is going to be The Exorcist Believer. When two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, the father of one girl seeks out Chris McNeil, who's been forever altered by what happened to her daughter 50 years ago. So this is going to have the same people, um, same actresses at least, from the original Exorcist from the 1970s? Was it 1970, Around that time. Before we were born. 73. 73. Wow. Okay. So... That movie obviously just opened the whole world to a new genre of horror. Oh, yeah. Um, So obviously a pivotal movement in the horror genre. Uh, But you know what happens when you try to redo that, especially what, 40, 50 years later. Uh, Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, I originally had decent hopes for this movie. Yeah. You know, a solid horror movie, but it is just like looking like a big wet fart. Yeah. Hey, it's a good thing because... I've never seen the second or third Exorcist movies, which I didn't even know existed. I just thought it was always like a... I might have heard of, of a second or third. I don't know, but... Uh, is this... Is he is Believer like a, a fourth one? Does it go off the third Exorcist one? Exorcist is supposed right to off? be off of the first one. Okay, so this yeah, is like a direct just, sequel to the first one. They're kind of retconning stuff then. Uh, yeah, yeah, that might be what you call it. I guess uh, Linda Blair... I guess both of them. And Louise Fletcher, who are in this one, mm-hmm. have been in the first two, mm-hmm. but not the third one. Okay. Apparently, the second one is just crap. Yeah. 3.8. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at that now. So at least the third's got a 6.5, which is better than Believer currently on IMDb. Wow. So I, I feel like, I think the third one, you know, they might talk about what happened in the originals mm-hmm. but they don't um 
I don't think they connect the same. Okay, way. I gotcha. Yeah, 17 years after the execution. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they'll reference it, but they are essentially it's not really a, a real sequel. Yeah, okay. I gotcha. Where this one is supposed to be, and like you said, just about everything I've seen is like this did not need to be made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's cool that. You know, they get the same folks and everything. That That's interesting. Uh, this mm-hmm. movie actually won two Oscars, the original one. Oh, yeah. And like, the original one is like, it was like groundbreaking for the time. See here. What did it win? It won. It was a nomin- nominee for Best Picture. What horror movie has ever been nominated for Best Picture? We might have to take a look into that right now. Let's yeah, actually look is, into that. I'm now that so is curious. super interesting. I found the list of horror movies nominated for Best Picture and there's only six so we know one should we turn this this into uh, a game with billy (laughs) i think it is it would be a little too i think it would just be a little too vague i i bet you could probably figure them out but i'll just go ahead and list them off so the exorcist which was 1973 no not the shining but we do have jaws 1975 silence of the lambs yeah, I think they're being loose with the definition of horror here. But Jaws, The Silence of the Lambs, The Sixth Sense, sense, which makes some sense sense. too. Black Swan, which, is that a horror movie? I've never seen seen it. Black Swan is very weird. Uh, That's Natalie Portman, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she's like a ballerina who wants to like head a show and Uh she turns into like a psycho trying Mm -hmm. to get this lead uh, role. Um, I, I, it could be considered horror. It is pretty creepy. Okay. The last one, pretty recently, I bet you could probably figure it out. I'll let you figure this one out. The last one. The the most recent nominee for Best Picture as a horror movie. Oh, boy. Um, 2017. 2017? What have I seen in 2017? Oh, man. That, why was that so long ago? Um, <laughs> what do we have? It's not... Oh, I, what what the hell was I thinking of? Um, oh my gosh. Uh, what was the? Is it an alien movie? No, but it's similar. It's got the same director as an alien movie. Um, same director as an alien. Oh no, it's not Prometheus, is it? No, it is not okay, Prometheus. I'm, I'm getting fucked up here. 2017. See, I was thinking of uh, the one with Amy uh, Arrival. Oh, okay, yeah, no, not a rival. rival. Balls. Uh, you give up? I I might because I'm trying to think like it's horror gonna, it's, from around. You're gonna then. be like, oh my god, I'm whenever I say with myself, okay, it's get out. That get out. makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. The other one I was gonna say, I'm like, did the Shape of Water count as horror? It was fucking weird, but I didn't. Yeah, that would have made sense though. But yeah, which get I out. actually just threw on okay. Get Out yesterday. I was just kind of watching it in the back as I played on my phone, but gotcha. yeah, it holds okay. up. Okay. Yeah, get out. So only All six right. nominated for Best Picture Horror Movies, which is kind of not a lot. Yeah, that is not a lot. I, I don't know if it's like a stance of the Academy to just like almost exclude horror. Yeah. Or if horror has just been like so hit and miss that it's just not there all the time. I wonder if I'd narrow it down from not just Best Picture, but nominated just for Oscars in general. What we get that's probably a good bit more. Yeah, it would probably be. You would think for like effects, maybe or yeah, uh, uh, sound. Uh huh. Some of that would probably be pretty good. 
yeah, there's probably a good bit more, but I don't feel like digging back into that. Yeah, that, that's a that's a whole that's a whole other um, freaking rabbit hole. But anyway, yeah. the Exorcist believer apparently sucks. Yes, it, that that is really what we're trying to say here. I might still go see it though. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, might there's well. nothing it's, really coming out this week. This week is uh, well. See, the problem, Ty. Is now we're a week back from the. We're a week movies. back, and I'm I'm like confused here. But next week is. Uh, also, not a lot. We get uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, right. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. But next week, Killers of the Flower Moon. Hell yeah. Cannot wait for that one. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. We also get Dicks the Musical that week, so... Uh, I mean, that's really what matters. What <laughs> is that? Who am I looking at? Oh, Nathan Lane? I like Nathan Lane. Tom, oh, yeah. can he wait, get old Spongebob I in there? I've seen this. I've seen a lot about this actually. So is this like what is this? Huh. Nick Offerman? Yeah, Megan the Stallion. Maybe this won't be terrible. It might actually be quirky and funny. Oh my gosh, the director of Borat. Really? Yeah. Okay. So this might actually be okay. <laughs> Damn. But that's for another time. <laughs> wow. I'm getting ahead of yeah. myself. But yeah, that has caught my interest now. <laughs> Me too. Um. Yeah. So, Exorcist uh, believer. Uh. Most of the same cast, the director, uh, also produced the newest Halloween film. So this dude obviously just can't think of anything on his own. He mm-hmm. is just copying things from the past. So that's probably all you need to know about this film. Uh, you know, it's Halloween. It's probably good for like a date night movie. There's probably jump scares. For sure. That, for sure. That's probably about it. Yeah. 5.2 out of 10 right now and 39 on Metascore. Metacritic oh. score. That's, that's pretty, pretty rough. Good. That's pretty rough. Um, next film here, uh, the burial inspired by true events. A lawyer helps a funeral home owner save his family business from a corporate behemoth, exposing a complex web of race, power, and injustice. So this is coming out on prime video. Uh, this will be Tommy Lee Jones and Jamie Fox. And I, I have a note here. Tommy Lee Jones doesn't age. He was just born not, old. Yeah, not at it all. It does not change at all. Just like everybody from Pittsburgh knows that Edgar Snyder also doesn't age, Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> looks the exact same age. That's I right. mean, he looked like this in 94 or whatever, 90 whatever, whenever Men in Black came out. Yeah, he's just always looked the same, and it's 30 years later. <laughs> but J.B. Fox here, this looks this looks okay. Interesting, true story, and easy to stream at home. So that, that, that makes the barrier to entry uh, easier. Tommy Lee Jones, also only 77. I thought he was a lot older than that. Wow. How old was he in Men in Black? That's what I was going to say. So in Men in Black, he was probably only like 50-something. Yeah, he looked he looked older. So 97. When was he born? He was born in a log cabin. No, he was born... <laughs> 40, 46. Uh, 46. So 51. 51 during 51. Men in Black. Okay. I guess he kind of looks 51. Yeah. On his third wife. I mean, it's kind of funny to say here. It's like he's on his third life, wife, but he's also older. But all of these marriages lasted pretty long. Like his first uh, marriage lasted seven years. His second marriage lasted 15. And the current girl he's married to has been since 2001. Hell yeah. He's just a dog. I love Tommy Lee Jones. So that's probably worth a watch eventually. Um, yeah, if you're into like the drama, courtroom drama, it looks like. Yeah. But a uh, final one here. It's called Faux. 
Hannon Jr. Farm, a secluded piece of land that has been in Jr.'s family for generations, but their quiet life is thrown into turmoil when an uninvited stranger shows up at their door with a startling proposal. Uh, not... It's interesting. There's not a ton of people in this movie, but the people are in it have pretty good accolades. So Garth David uh, is the director. He also directed Lion, which was, uh, speaking of Oscars, nominated for an Oscar a few years ago. Okay. And then I'm going to butcher her name, but Sarosi Ronan? Sarah Ronan. Thank you. It's such a bizarre, <laughs> such a bizarre name. If but, you, uh, I, I've only yeah. ever heard it, so if I ever saw it, there's no way I'd be like, Sersha. I don't think I've never heard it. <laughs> um, but she is Ladybird, so she's obviously was nominated for Best Actress. That movie was oh, up yeah. for Best Picture. So two pretty uh, high accolade people in this um, have not heard a ton about it until I looked it up. Here, uh, current reviews are not great. It's a forty know, out of one hundred. That. So that's upsetting because I. I didn't realize it was like a sci-fi thriller, and it sounds really intriguing. It kind of sounds like, it kind of sounds like something we've at least heard of before. But right, I, I was intrigued with Saoirse Ronan because she usually only really is picky with her roles and does like a lot of the period stuff. So I figured for her to be in something like this, it must be pretty solid. But turns out that's yeah. not the case. You would hope. I think yeah, it's another Amazon one though. Maybe uh... or at least Amazon Studios. Oh, it says exclusively it says in theaters. Showtimes, yeah. Wow. I only got, I only got I'm guessing one it'll theater. drop on Amazon eventually. I got nothing. Got nothing? So, select theaters. <laughs> Very select theaters. I thought that said Aaron Paul, but it says Aaron Pierre. Uh, it's like, uh, I didn't see him here. Uh, I didn't bring up Aaron Pierre. What has he been? Uh, he was an old, the... Uh, what old. the hell is his name? M. Night... M Night movie, the old beach movie. Ugh. His Please name stop. is his name Midsize Sedan. What? That's his character's name. It's just Midsize Sedan, or does he just play a car? <laughs> so I have no idea. What? Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's just that's a weird <laughs> one. That is so uh, weird. But that is that's really it for for movies here. Um, I got to get better at. IMDb's not good at telling you what things come out on streaming services. I know. Like, I mean, I've, when, I think we both realized lately that IMDb's kind of sucking shit lately. I don't, their release calendar doesn't make sense. Like, why is it different on the app versus the website? Right. The The website's a lot better than the app, I will say. The app is yeah. shit now. They need to do something with it. Yeah. So we got to find a new uh, new place to get our information here. Yeah, I, I know there is one. It's like it's not IMDb. It's it's like IMBD or something. It's something ridiculous. It's something it's super similar. <laughs> uh, but that's it for for me here, Ty. Let's get into the news. Okay, there's not a ton this week, but we got some stuff here. So, um, first off, we got some Netflix price increases again. Nick. So it increased its prices across the board over a year ago but it also effectively increased its prices by discontinuing the basic tier a couple months ago. So I guess there was a basic tier, which was like they would run ads and it was dirt cheap and they just completely got rid of that now too. I don't even know how much, I just I just know that I have it. I don't even know how much I'm paying for it at this point. Uh, but the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Netflix is planning to increase its prices once the ongoing Hollywood actor strike comes to an end. No word on how much it'll increase, but 
At this point, it's starting to add up having all these goddamn streaming services. Yeah. It's basically cable now. Yeah, exactly. You pretty much have you have three or four streaming services. You're pretty much just bundling like you're with cable and all that stuff. So yeah. that's eventually what it's going to be. Yeah. It, and it'll happen again. And we'll be like, oh, you bundle these and whatever. Same thing. Yeah. So should we do it? Should we talk about Taylor Swift? Always. I talk about her every day. Okay. So I apparently know everyone else jumped on with it with the Travis Kelsey shit, but I've been talking about her every day for years. <laughs> I heart Swifty. I'm not much of a Swifty. I do dabble. I, I dabble, but um, is, it was funny though. Tay did have to call me the one night and I was just about to go to bed and she's like, is Travis Kelsey good at football? And I was just like, <laughs> Yes, oh, no. and I just like hung up. I was like, "Yes." You knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but... I will. So what I will say, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make my mark here, Ty. So I will say, before Travis Kelsey, before she even knew who Travis Kelsey was, she kissed me on the cheek. During really? So yeah, and uh, I was at a concert, her concert at Melon Arena. Oh my god. With with uh our our good friends the krugs and my cousins wow um yes madison i believe also got a hug um as well but yes so we were on the floor but we were in the back of the floor Mm -hmm. and um there was a part of the show where the she like disappears but she pops up there's a second stage and so everyone hauled ass to get around to that stage and it was like a little like semicircle, and so she got up there played acoustic shit but when she was done she got down and came and like hug and kissed everyone like on the fence and i was on the fence wow so suck it travis i'm gonna clickbait <laughs> whenever i tweet out this episode everything <laughs> that you've been ki- you have been kissed by taylor swift that's right connected to taylor swift yeah just i'm just gonna lay it all out there but i also won the paint the world red contest when her album red came out on my birthday that album was for me <laughs> wow this is great no oh, there we go I'm, I'm just i'm just you know stating my my uh my my spot here <laughs> <laughs> so like we just talked about her era's tour movies coming out soon she's dating travis kelsey she's been everywhere but now fans are convinced that she's going to be in Deadpool 3. Really? Yeah. So ever since she was spotted with Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, and the director of Deadpool 3, Sean Levy, at that football game that night, people are convinced she'll make a cameo as Dazzler. And people who play Marvel Snap, like you and I know who Dazzler is. Um, They're convinced she's going to play her, who's a mutant pop star uh, in the newest Deadpool movie. Apparently, this goes back even farther than just that, though, because after being seen with all of them, uh, this is months ago at this point, Ryan Reynolds first released a teaser for the movie. It was filmed in the exact same house that she filmed a short film in. And since then, Ryan Reynolds had to come out and deny that she'd be in it, but he did say that he would do anything for her because she's a genius. And then also since then, director Sean Levy has said that some of the internet castings are true, but some aren't interesting so deadpool 3 is still on pause until the sag strike ends but it's one of the first movies to continue as soon as that agreement's reached but at this point i wouldn't be surprised yeah and she is um really good friends with uh blake and ryan her their daughter son daughter i think is um 
in the intro of her song gorgeous okay it's like a little child just saying gorgeous it's their kid wow well they are they are good buddies see i think it's gonna happen then yeah that'd be that'd, hilarious that'd be really funny um i'm gonna keep the streak going of holiday horror movies too oh i think it's been several several pods in a week here but first we had thanksgiving and then the easter and now there's gonna be a christmas horror movie coming out next month yeah it's called it's a wonderful knife and it's coming out on november 10th Beautiful. next month already november next month which is fucking crazy but um this film follows the story of winnie a young woman in a christmas obsessed town who blames herself for her best friend's death and wishes she had never existed so this movie is a classic twist or a twist on the classic christmas movie it's a wonderful life mixed with scream so winnie uncovers many deaths she prevented and must solve a mystery before it's too late i mean that just sounds not great but you know (laughs) well i guess we'll have to wait and see but it's kind of an interesting premise mixing mixing it's a wonderful life in a horror movie yeah horror um christmas you can just mix with anything i think i think that's where it started uh in terms of holiday horror i think i think think christmas was where it started i remember there's old ones like it had like goldberg the wrestler in it and he was like a killer santa (laughs) claus Oh my gosh. And then, of course, like Krampus and all that. Mm-hmm. Jack Frost. Yeah. And then I just have a couple other little quick things here. So, next month, November 1st, Terrifier 2 is re releasing in theaters, but apparently they're going to show a first look at Terrifier 3, and it's going to be over two minutes long. So, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's probably worth going to see Terrifier 2 back in the theater again, anyway, because it's a really good movie, actually. If you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be prepared to go to those. <laughs> but after the success of the second one, this third one is just gonna be like the hype is gonna be through the roof for it. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. I don't know if I'm gonna make it back to the theater to see that though, but I'm sure it'll pop up online. Yeah. Shortly thereafter that. Um next year, Ridley Scott has a director's cut of Napoleon that was gonna be over four hours long and eventually able to stream. For preference, or for reference, the theatrical cut is only two and a half hours long. So he's got another hour and a half of movie. I'm all I'm all in for a long movie, but four hours might be my breaking point. I just don't know how that could possibly keep my attention. And then the last thing here, we're getting a Michael Michael Jackson biopic. Did we have just, one? Uh I don't know. No, I'm we? thinking of his uh his like live movie thing. That wow, that oh, was right, yeah. still alive. Holy shit. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> so it's just going to be called Michael, which I, okay. Sure. Um, it's going to star his nephew Jafar Jackson. I don't know if he's ever been anything before, but it promises to give audiences a never-before-told and in-depth portrayal of the complicated man who became the king of pop and also a pedophile. <laughs> um, so production's going to kick off on that after the SAG strike ends as well. So yeah, I mean, how are they going to work in the whole like pedophile thing into the movie? I guess we'll have to wait and see. They'll, they'll tell his side. Yeah. I just can't wait to see the part where he brings in the Ferris wheel to Neverland Ranch. Starts yeah. hanging out with Macaulay Culkin. Dangles his child outside a window. <laughs> it's just going to be the South Park, but all just coming to life. Yeah, that's absolutely what it should be. <laughs> but that's the end of the news. There's not a ton there. Just a couple little things. Cool. Uh, sweet. Let's get into the Wes Anderson shorts. I, I think let's kick it off with the big one. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is the longest of the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is 38 minutes, while the others are, I think they're all exactly 17. 17, yep. Uh, but these are all four short stories uh, from the author Ronald Dahl. Yeah, yep. The that's guy how you say really Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah, he did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach, all that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So apparently there were more things left untold from from his stories that he wrote. So Wes Mm -hmm. Anderson said, fuck it, I'll do it. (laughs) Uh, What I think is neat about these four films is that while they're not related at all, they are all contained in themselves. Mm -hmm. They contain the same actors. Yeah, yep. That's pretty neat. Um, but I, Ty, I think we both agree the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is the best one. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, as Ty just said, it was really good. Uh, highly surprising. It is exactly kind of what you think when you think Wes Anderson, just a mm-hmm. cinematography masterclass, which is really absolutely. what it is. It feels like you're watching a play like most of his films, but this one really feels like people aren't really moving but the mm-hmm. area around them is mm-hmm. um so we'll just give a, a brief this is a convince me to see but the me is the audience because we already mm-hmm. saw it. so yeah. we want to convince you to see this film uh i don't want to give too much away but essentially the story is there's this man super wealthy but also pretty bored with life i think you could mm-hmm. say yeah he finds a story about a man who was able to see without using his eyes. And he essentially wanted to learn a similar practice. So that that's what he does. And mm-hmm. you're probably like, Dylan, that sounds weird as shit. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is that's highly really, enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, you can tell Wes Anderson super. Uh, he's just like super passionate about all these short, short uh, stories must have had an impact on him either reading them growing up or whenever but he was definitely the guy to direct these i think mm-hmm. um henry sugar though um it blew me away not a second of it was wasted i think in this yeah. 30 39 minute runtime. uh it was well deserving of being the longest one of the short stories i thought i thought it had the best performances of all of them um such a great set and cinematography too like you said the way they pulled off some of the set pieces too are just so clever um and there's some just really actually funny parts, laugh out loud funny parts in this movie that I don't want to spoil, but because it's only 39 minutes long, I don't want to give too much away. Um, but I definitely think this one is definitely worth a watch. I think they're all worth a watch. They're only 17 minutes long and this yeah. one's 39, but this one definitely absolutely worth a watch. And I think it could probably be nominated for an Oscar for best short film, in my opinion, because yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I don't know how it, how it won't. It was very good it, it was mm-hmm. um they were all they're all worth a watch is, is mm-hmm. what i will say here um probably just because of their short runtime that makes it so easy mm-hmm. to watch them and i'm glad i started with the wonderful story of henry sugar me too um because i i think it's possible if you pick the wrong one you might be like okay that was weird i'm not into that i don't really yeah. want to watch the rest and then you'd be missing out so that that begs that begs the question which did you okay what order did you watch them in so i went yeah i watched henry sugar uh-huh. and then i watched the rat catcher and then i watched the swan and then i watched poison 
Okay, so I did uh, Henry Sugar, then Poison, the Rat Catcher, and then I have not seen the Swan. Okay, okay. So now that makes me wonder which one... I'll give you my rankings right now. So I'll just go okay. one through four. First, I like the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. That's uh-huh. a 10 out of 10. That's my second 10 out of 10 on the whole year. I nice. loved it. Next, my two out of the four, Poison. I love this one too. This one was really good. Three is the Swan and four is the Rat Catcher. Okay. I may end up in a similar order, even though I have mm-hmm. not watched one yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, Henry Sugar, absolutely uh, top of the list. Um, uh, man, I I think Poison is probably number two for me as well. Mm-hmm. Although I will say I felt uh, like going from the Henry Sugar to Poison, I did feel that drop. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, it, glad I, very, I'm glad I spaced them out. I didn't watch them in the same day. Yeah, I did not either. Um, okay. I watched Poison and the Rat Catcher on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a, a drop between Henry Sugar and Poison. Not saying it's bad at all. Right. Right. Um, very different it's it's suspenseful but not in like a a scary way right it was um, hilarious i thought yeah the uh <laughs> what what's his name benedict cumberbatch is yeah just, just a a dick to the people trying to help him out it was so funny i also <laughs> yeah. think dev patel is the the best of the narrators for these stories too he, i think he was like the most charismatic yeah Dude is extremely talented. Um, you get old Voldemort in there as well. He's mm-hmm. he plays well. He plays a few different people, but he plays Ronald Ronald. Yeah. Dahl. Yep. Yep. And he plays the Rat Catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks exactly like a guy that would be a Rat Catcher as well. So you know who I thought he looked like was his counterpart in the Harry Potter movies, Wormtail. Yeah, he did. They did I wonder, like that in the Rat Catcher. I That's wonder a really good idea. That's a really that good point. Inspired his character because it very well the, could have the long the dude, hair. Yeah, the dude who played Wormtail, he's like a fucking rat, anyway. So yeah, that was really what it reminded me of. Um, damn, I can't remember what I was just gonna say. Shit. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So Rupert Friend, who's also in all these, uh. He's like the main guy in the Swan. I just <laughs> thought he was Orlando Bloom. They I did win. too. I, I yeah. apparently that's a really big thing. So I I googled Rupert Friend and like one of the top results is Rupert Friend Orlando Bloom. They are identical. Yeah. When um I was originally just watching you know the little trailer Netflix gives you, which it's funny that there would be a trailer for a short film because it's mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd yeah. be like a third of the movie. Um, but there was a trailer for it for the rat catcher and i thought that i'm like is that orlando bloom and just continued to think it was until i actually watched it and i'm like no that's not um and then i had to think i'm like is he british is he english I, I i like could not piece it together yeah um but with that let, let, let's get some more uh ratings in here so um okay, i did yeah. like the wonderful story of henry sugar i ended up um i went with a nine on that one okay um, i want 10 i want 10 on henry sugar yeah very fair very fair so uh, next po- was poison did yeah. we even see what it was about so it's a, this one's oh sure 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 this one's a poisonous snake slithers onto an englishman's stomach in india and his associate and a doctor race to save him it just all yeah. takes place in one room he's just laying there in a bed so funny i thought it was hilarious uh i ended up going high eight on eight poison gotcha gotcha i was at a seven for poison okay 
And then uh, let's just do the one we both saw, the Rat Catcher. Okay, so yeah, Rat Catcher. Just a quick synopsis for it, too, in case nobody yeah, heard please. yet. Um, in an English village, a reporter and a mechanic listened to a Rat Catcher explain his clever plan to outwit his prey. Um, I thought this one was going to be... I watched this one right after Henry Sugar. Not not same day, but this was the one I watched next. And it had a significant drop, obviously. But um, I, I thought there was going to be some fun, like, rat-catching shenanigans, like Mouse Hunt. I know we've brought that movie up before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That didn't end up happening. But um, uh, this one I ended up with, like, a six. A six on. I was exactly the same as six. Yeah. Like, it, it's not bad. It is a definite uh, downgrade mm-hmm. from some of the other ones. Um, but the, uh, you get that weird animation that we got in Asteroid City uh-huh. for like the rat. <laughs> yeah. And like, not that that's a horrible thing. That's not what brought it down. It was just the, the story itself wasn't completely there. Yeah. The storytelling though, from the narrator was what made it still so good. Even though we're watching it on screen, the storytelling from the narrator was what makes it really good. That's what makes all these stand out so well. So such great narration. And uh, this one, uh, who who narrated that one? It's the guy from the IT crowd. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know his name. I've, Richard, I know he's in that movie, The Watch, too. Richard Aote. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, because what's interesting with this one, it is the actors never really leave. The, yeah, we'll it's pretty much like two spots. Kind of like and, a gas station almost. And days go by. Yeah. But they don't move. It's all the narrator. Like the rat catcher's there doing his thing, setting the traps. And the narrator's like, the next day comes and like nothing has changed. There's mm-hmm. no di- night to day shift. He's just standing there doing the same thing he was doing the previous day. Um, but it, it's all based on the narrator, which is such a Wes Anderson style mm-hmm. that you either like or you don't. One thing I did like about this one too is that even though they didn't have like props for certain things like poison, like the rat and like a ferret. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter because the narration was so good. It was just—it was kind of funny. Yeah. He would like he'd be pretending to hold something, and he, he would just keep telling the story. And you're like, "Oh, okay." At first, I was like, "What the hell?" And then I was like, "You know what? I don't even hate—I don't hate that." I thought maybe that was like the joke, yeah. <laughs> it's like that there's nothing there. But then you're like, "Oh, okay. That's just—it's like a play, you know. In a mm-hmm. play, you likely wouldn't have a prop; they would just be explained." Um. Yeah, it, it, it was still good, uh, but not as good as, well, really Henry Sugar and, and Poison. Yeah. Okay, so that just leads us to the swan. So yes. I'll just go ahead and convince you to watch it because I think it's better. I think it's a seven. Okay. So middle of the road, like a little above the middle of the road. But like I said, I thought I thought Rupert Friend was just Orlando Bloom. Um, I was a fan of a lot of this one because it takes place... It, it travels around. It does a lot more moving around than the Rat Catcher. Um, a lot of it takes place on a train track, and there is a really good chunk there whenever a guy's just laying down on some train tracks, and uh, you get some good shots there. This one, though, oh, did I tell you what it's about? So it's about not. a small, brilliant boy is tormented by two large, idiotic bullies. Okay. So this one's definitely more dramatic than, I would say, all three of the other ones. It's damn near sad. It's pretty sad, actually. Um, but yeah, it's it's it kind of reminded me of Stand By Me almost a little bit. Okay. Some really good shots in this one. And uh, I, I mean, I can't go really. There's not really too much to go into. It's only 17 minutes long. But I definitely right. think it's worth a watch. I think it's better than the Rat Catcher. 
like I said, I think it's probably the most dramatic of all of them. And uh, yeah, seven on that one. Okay. Um, you really piqued my interest when you said Stand By Me. That is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah, it is one of the best of all time. It'll, uh, well, the other, uh, oh no. Why can't I think, uh, Joker, Napoleon, walked Walking the line. Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix, his brother. Yeah, River. Old River Phoenix, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, all so in that, all, just a great crop of short films yeah. from Wes Anderson. He might and, be the short the short film king. And I think I texted you, I'm like, maybe all of his films should be like this. Yeah, honestly. Um, but Ty, with these new rankings, and may, maybe, you know, when we do our awards and everything, we got to break this out a bit further, but... Uh, with these rankings, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is now tied for first place in our rankings with Oppenheimer. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, still, even though I think it's a 10 out of 10, I still think Oppenheimer is probably like leagues above it just because it's like a three hour long masterpiece and Henry Sugar is only 40 minutes, but still a 10, to 10, 10 out of 10 in my book. Yeah, for what it is. It's, for what it is, yeah. It's good. And yeah, so maybe we do got to like break it up somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Asterisk. I think there's probably going to be an asterisk. For yeah. Like, is it fair film. to compare a 38 minute film to a three hour long one? You know? Yeah. So, but either way, still uh, super interesting. That I praise from us. And I definitely did recommend it to some people over the weekend. And I will say that they watched it and they're like, what the fuck is this? So it might not be for everybody, but I think yeah. it's great. Some things is great. Give it a watch. Give it a go. Yeah. I, I really think if you enjoy. Well, obviously, if you like Wes Anderson in general. Yeah, um, if you like Wes Anderson, you've probably you probably already like watched all these. But if you like theater in general, like, mm -hmm. you'll probably like this. Like, the stage changes. Like, I don't think we gave enough props to those people who set up no. the, the stage and and how the scenes change without actually doing a scene change. No. Like, those people deserve all the respect in the world for that. Yeah, that was, like, that was almost just as entertaining as what we were, like, watching and listening to on the screen. Like... Some of the shots in Henry Sugar, like whenever they make it look like he's levitating, he's just sitting on a painted, painted block. I mean, that's so clever. All right, I, I gotta, I gotta give some of these people recognition. So I, I have looked in here. Uh, mm -hmm. Cinematography is by Robert D. Yeoman, Y E O M A N. Um, let's see, has he done anything? Else? Oh, he's done a lot of okay. Wes Anderson's cinematography. I was going to say he probably just had all of his guys. Yeah, Asteroid City. So he he did all of those. Mm -hmm. um, art direction is probably the other place. Uh, Richard Hardy, Claire Peerless, uh, Kevin Timone Hill. Uh, those were all the art directors. Um, let's see. Art department. Oh, I'm so sorry, people. There's so many people in the art department. I am not going to list off oh, yeah, all of them. Forever. But just know, like, a ton of our respect for, for what you guys do. Yeah, shout out to all of them because that... I mean, that was some of the best cinematography I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, a little more gruesome of a transition here. Complete, complete 180. <laughs> so let's jump into Saw X, Saw 10, whatever we want to call it. It's finally out. We have both seen it. I just saw it last night. Finally got to make my way to the theaters. I got to figure out what the hell this thing is on the poster. Um, which we'll <laughs> oh, get into yeah. it. We're going to talk about that in the spoilers, but mm -hmm. we'll break it up here. Spoiler free and with spoilers. Um, but just 
quick synopsis. I think we've given this like three weeks in a row, but probably yeah. If you don't know what Saw is at this point, get get a, get with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this movie will take place between Saw one and two. Um, if you know the story of Jigsaw already, he is sick with brain cancer. So he is desperate, looking for a cure. He only has months to live at this point. Um, so he finds that uh, there is some, quote-unquote, miracle, miracle miracle cure. Jesus, I could not <laughs> say that. Um, in Mexico. So he makes his way down there to get the treatment, only to discover it was just a scam. So obviously, you scam Jigsaw, you're going to have a fucking bad time. Yeah, yeah, real bad. So, uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the people involved here. Obviously, Tobin Bell is the main dude here. Shawnee Smith, Amanda, reprising her role. Um, but they're not the only ones. Uh, Kevin, what? Uh, these just look like letters all mixed up. But Grutert is what yeah. I'm going to go with. Um, he has been involved with all of the Saw movies. Mm -hmm. He directed Saw 6 and 7, mm -hmm. and then he was the editor for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and Jigsaw. Um, but he was also the editor for The Strangers and The Collection, so he's been involved in a lot of great horror films. Yeah, he's had his hand in a lot of good horror films. So I want to give most of the props to him, and this will make more sense once I give my list of the order I put the Saw films in. Um, but Pete Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg are the writers. They also wrote Spiral, which was okay. Mm -hmm. the, also the lowest at the box office, as we talked about. Uh, <laughs> Jigsaw. But these dudes also did Piranha 3D and 3DD. 3DD, whatever the hell they wanted to call it, because people only watch that movie for the boobs anyways. I can't believe that that movie even made, made was made. That's hilarious. Yeah, so... That's where those guys come from, and that is why I'm giving a lot of the credit to Kevin here for for making a uh, a good film. Mm -hmm. um, but that that's really where I'm going to hand it here. Um, that it was a good film. It was yeah. I really enjoyed it. You hyped me up for it. My brother hyped me up for it. I was already hyped up for it. Saw is like Saw holds a, a weird place with me. Like I said, it was always special. Um, I would see from three onwards every single one of them in theaters for mm -hmm. my birthday i had a birthday party where we watched i think only saw one through five were out at the time so we watched all of them and then watched uh the human centipede that two, rules. which was a mess for for yeah. us uh i don't know how old we were maybe 15 14 um <laughs> but so saw has always been uh uh, out of special place for me. I know they're not the best movies. I absolutely know that. So obviously take my ratings with a grain of salt. Um, but they're enjoyable. They're different. They, it is the most profitable horror film series ever. That's um, crazy. So it is, it's doing something right. And that's something that is right. It's just a gruesome way to think about things. A lot of blood. But that's not even the most important part. They have fantastic twists in just about mm -hmm. every film. Um, I'm giving a lot of praise here, but yeah. the Saw X was a good film. Uh, I ended up at an 8 out of 10 tie. Yeah, that's about where I'm at, too. Like, high uh -huh. 7 for me, just about an 8. Um, 
yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing here is that regardless of this being the 10th installment of the franchise, which is crazy, it might be damn near the best one. And for being the 10th in a franchise, that is crazy. So even if it wasn't a Saw movie, it'd be a really good horror movie. But um, yeah, it takes I, everything I, people do love about these Saw movies and it just dials it in. Doesn't make it convoluted. Doesn't make it harder than it needs to be. It's just gruesome as hell. It's damn near sickening in a couple spots. I was, <laughs> I damn near was like, oh my god, I could, I could throw up. And uh, it's everything you'd want from a horror movie, especially for being the tenth in a franchise, like I said, which is rare. Yes. And I wouldn't even. It's not even like it's a scare horror movie. It's more just gruesome as hell. You know? Yeah. It's not like what you're watching is gonna scare you. It's not. They're not going for jump scares here, nothing like that. They're going for like intense intense gruesome body horror yeah and that's what for the most part that's what these films have always been mm -hmm. right? it's yeah. just gore you know you're going in gore, you're going to yep. see gore and um what i will say about this one i i think a lot of the articles and everything i would see on it is that this is the goriest and the bloodiest that's not true at all Mm -hmm. <laughs> I went and watched every single Saw film before this one in the, <laughs> in the week leading up to it. It's not even close. It might not even be top five Wow! in, in terms of gore. There are a lot worse ones. So I don't know, you know, the, the folks who were saying that and reading that article, I don't know what they've seen. Maybe they've only been watching like the edited for TV mm -hmm. <laughs> ones, yeah. but no, they are, they're way worse uh films in in terms of gore um but two I'll, I'll do my list i'll do my list now um so i'll start from the bottom i'll start from the bottom here if i can pull up my damn notes uh <laughs> so the worst one that is also probably the one with the most gore is saw 3d that is the worst okay and that's why you know i kind of uh well um, no, I, I was wrong there. Uh, that's what that, that's what I was going to say. I, I was surprised that Kevin directed Saw 7 because it was the worst one. Okay. Uh, so I, I for him to go from that to this is pretty impressive, I, I think. Um, then at number... Uh, so I should also say I'm excluding Spiral. Okay. Um... So at number eight is Saw 4. Um, Saw 4 almost made it to the bottom for me. Um, Saw 4 takes place at the exact same time as Saw 3, uh, which is a really cool concept. Uh, however, Saw 4 was pretty damn boring. It's mostly just following around the SWAT. I think he's a SWAT guy. Um, SWAT guy around trying to find the detective that went missing and Saw... Uh, two okay and uh it, it's pretty boring the traps aren't as cool uh the story's lame you get a cool twist but it's it's not one of the best twists mm -hmm. um so that's why four is there saw five i really like saw five when i first saw it i thought it was a really really neat concept um mm -hmm. the concept being and i'm going to spoil all of these because they've been out forever For sure. uh, but the concept being that the this game involved multiple people and it was one of the first games that everyone had to work together yeah. and what they find is by the end the last trap they have to do there is like a glass table with a beaker 
and a like fishing bobber in it <laughs> and they uh-huh. all have to give blood to fill this beaker up to a certain point however there were only two of them left they all fucking died <laughs> So they had to give way more blood at the end than they would have if everyone would have made it to the end. So the whole thing was everyone being selfish. They found that like they thought about they're like everyone could have survived every single part of this trap, every single part of this game. Oh, my God. And uh, that was a really cool reveal. But the side story and that's another little piece of trivia here. This is only the second film to not feature a cop side story yeah okay um oh uh, and when i say this film saw x is the yeah that's what i figured yeah sorry i i uh saw five did okay and that side of things was super fucking boring yeah that's whenever Uh, that's why i uh, that's one of the very good like pros about saw x is that it kept it straightforward didn't have too convoluted of a plot or anything like that and the other thing that's neat about this is you know i just watched all these films leading up to it I don't think I needed to. Right. I yeah, think definitely. this film, if you've never seen a Saw film, I think you could see this and be pretty much okay. Obviously, you want to have seen the other ones to get little things here and there, know mm-hmm. who some people are. Um, like, Sophie didn't know who Amanda was. Yeah. I knew who yeah. she was. I've only seen a couple of the Saw films, though. I, I don't even know which ones exactly I've seen. I know I saw the first, uh-huh. Saw Spiral. I can't remember which other ones I've seen. So I'm like, I'm not as big of a Saw guy as you are, but I mean, now I am. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, they weren't my jam back in the day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for, um, so for like a guy like me that's not really a big fan, it didn't really matter because yeah. this is still early in the franchise, technically. And, and that's what's really cool about it because um, it, it can be isolated. It can be on its own. Yeah, okay, you don't know who Amanda is. That's not a terrible thing to know um, or to not know. It doesn't affect the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brett, my brother, said, talked to him about the movie. He's like, yeah, man, I, I hope Amanda carries out uh, his, his thing since he's dead. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> she'll continue on. I'm like, she's dead. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, she died in the third movie. <laughs> Damn. And I so, yeah, so she died in the third movie. Wow. Um, after being involved, obviously the first one, she was one of his first uh, victims, I guess you mm-hmm. can call it. Uh, but yeah, she's she died pretty damn early. No shit. See, uh, there you go. More you know. At number six is Saw 6. I also enjoyed this one a good bit. I thought the traps were neat. Um, but this one connects with Saw 10, Saw X. Uh, reason being, um, Jigsaw, well, even though he's dead, he set up the game. Mm-hmm. Uh is punishing his insurance guy really the whole whole uh branch so there is a scene in saw six where he's getting denied coverage for an experimental treatment that experimental treatment was this movie oh wow um so pretty cool that's a pretty good link yeah definitely um and it makes sense because it's the same director Mm -hmm. so kudos to them for like keeping that straight there's so many movies it's so easy to probably get them all mixed up oh my gosh Um, yeah but they did a fantastic job kind of keeping everything straight Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing that i'm like iffy about is like the timeline on all this because i think you know from saw one to three or something i think it's only a span of like a few weeks 
So oh, like wow. for him okay. to go to Mexico, do all this and come back, I'm like, okay, how'd you do that? That's kind of pretty quick, but whatever. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pushing that to the side. Um, at uh, number five, I have, I'm sorry, did I say five? No, I said six. At, at number five is Saw 2. So this is the one that takes place directly after Saw X. Um, this one has one of the best twists in all of them. Um, and that is why it is so high here for me. Um, in terms of twists, this is actually probably top three. Oh, wow. Um, but as a full movie, it gets a little tiresome. There's some spots that are just like, man, nothing's going on. But at the same time, that's also part of the twist that nothing's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, okay. So really like Saw 2. Uh, number four is Jigsaw. Uh, so this is technically the eighth film. Yeah. One of the it most came, recent ones, right? It came right before yes. Spiral. Came okay. before Spiral and after, after 3D. Um, and what I really like about this one is it takes place. This also has a fantastic twist. Uh, it takes place in two time frames. Um, this uh, is the first actual game that Jigsaw ran. But the cop subplot is 10 years or something after Jigsaw already died. Oh, no shit. And they're like, how is he still around? What's going on? And that that's not what happened. This game happened years ago, but the bodies are turning up now because another guy who worked with Jigsaw, he has a lot of friends apparently, <laughs> yeah. um, is carrying out his will. And that, you know, I spoiled the twist, but mm-hmm. that is, uh, it, it's old at this point, but that is, again, another fantastic twist. The traps are really cool. And um, it's actually another one where the people actually have to work with each other instead of against each other, Mm -hmm. uh, which I enjoyed. Hell yeah. And uh, I still have not said Saw X. So that is cracking into my top three. Damn. Um, At number three is Saw 3. Okay. Um, For the longest time, I thought Saw 3 was my favorite. Um, It has the best twist zero doubt in my mind um best twist in all of the films um including saw x uh just really cool you get disconnected things going on you're paying attention to this guy going through all these traps about trying to forgive the the people who didn't get justice for his kid who got murdered by a uh um a driver who ran him over um guy goes through a trap with all that trying to you know he's trying to teach him to forgive mm-hmm. um the traps are fucking gruesome like the most gruesome one i think is uh when they get to the actual driver who killed his son he's in this like crucifix type thing and it just twists his limbs oh. until the bones start fucking popping out oh. and like that's what i'm saying when there's some way gorier things going on than what happened <laughs> in bed um <laughs> It was just brutal as all hell. Um, I won't spoil this twist here because if you haven't seen it, you should. Um, mm-hmm. But that brings me to number two, which is Saw X. Nice. Um, it is definitely well-deserving of top three. Not so much because of the traps. The traps are probably lower tier. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, dude just rigged this up on a whim. He was not yeah. planning this game from the beginning no you know 
he was planning on being treated for cancer. Yep. <laughs> um, so that is where this spot spots in here. Uh, the trap tier, pretty low. The uh, what they did come up with was pretty damn good. Uh, but the story itself is where it, it is in that like top tier storytelling. Yeah, definitely. Um, the twist, I think, is good if you haven't seen any other Saw film. Uh-huh. Reason being, you know, going into this, the amount of times I've seen the Saw films, I know there's going to be a twist. <laughs> you also know who's going to be alive and who isn't if you've seen mm-hmm. the other movies, right? You know he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know Amanda's going to be fine mm-hmm. if you've seen the other film. So that took a little bit of the worry out. Um, but with that said, all in all, I think the writing might be the best other than mm-hmm. maybe the first one, um, which does bring me to number one, which is the original Saw. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting is not the best. That is 100% true. This was a low-budget film that broke James Wan into the horror scene. Yep. Um, he made the Billy Puppet from scratch on his own. It was not <laughs> something they bought, so that is fucking cool. Um, just how much effort he put into this film. The other cool thing that I've read in the past, I have, I wasn't able to find this again, but they planned out, I think, like the first four movies before the first one was ever shot. Wow. So just knowing what needs to happen, I think that helps so much when you're actually writing the details to keep everything connected. I think that is such a smart way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the original Saw, like I said, kicked off a brand new, not genre, because, you know, of course, gore and shit has been done forever. But it was just so unique in the sense of this dude's bad. But you're also like, shit, I kind of see what he's going for, right? Yeah, like, he's, yep. he's, punish- he's not punishing good people. No. So that is where I land there with the series. I highly re- recommend everyone to watch them if you can stomach it. But with that said, you know, I, th- I think we can jump back into Saw X. In yeah, let's hop into it. Um, Ty, uh, I'll do go, we want to? Yeah, go I'll ahead. Go ahead I'm, yes. not the big, I'm not a huge Saw guy, so sure. And I need to breathe. Spoiler alert, everybody! <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, everybody. Um, so I did think that this one they do a good job of making you feel for John Kramer, even though yes. he's fucking psycho killer. Um, I didn't expect the twist, but that's just because they got me. I just sure. it made it does it makes a lot of sense, you know, in retrospect. But since he wasn't dead, and, and since he is dead, and it made sense that he wasn't gonna it wasn't going to work. Um, but it just, it made me think about, do you think that they regret killing off John? In what movie did he end up being gone? Like he for good? died in the third one. Do you think they, they regret killing him off so early since he's pretty much still either in a flashback or in a, any other, in all the other movies, pretty much. Do you think yeah. they regret killing him off so early? I don't think it's regret because they, they, he's in, every film except spiral okay um so he is tobin bell is in every film except Uh spiral it's usually a flashback or his voice he's uh actually he's in spiral as just like a picture they're like jigsaw died forever ago here's a picture of him basically Mm -hmm. um so i i don't know if it's regret because i think at after he dies and shit keeps happening Mm -hmm. um 
yeah in like jigsaw they try to be like oh it might be how the fuck's he back he's alive still it's like no he's not and and they never do that I never mm-hmm. it's never anything paranormal mm-hmm. um but i think it's more that like his message was strong enough to inspire people to carry on his will which is yeah for sure horrifying right to think oh, about yeah. people are inspired enough to do horrible shit like this um to punish people i'm not and, and that's where like that fine line of ethics comes in mm-hmm. it's like okay he's punishing these terrible people for bad things he's done he's never technically killed anyone which is a big theme in saw x mm-hmm. he's like these people have a choice if they want to live or die yeah which you know in the court of law you're probably wrong <laughs> but right but in the court of human opinion the whole thing throughout the series is is this wrong yeah and that makes yeah. me that leads to this point i think all these people in this one you have a easy time rooting against them they're yeah. all pieces of shit so that wasn't yeah. bad i will say the, the most go ahead i was gonna say the main woman mm-hmm. uh the main bad woman she is the most sinister person in all of the films i think oh yeah she is horrible crazy um i thought the most gruesome trap was the one of the first ones the leg trap when they have to cut her leg off and then she has to suck her own bone marrow out that was so fucking gross i got it just looked like bone marrow looked like it looked like yogurt coming out of her leg i i like gagged i gagged i so they said you gotta suck the bone marrow out i'm like i you know i know you can like donate bone marrow and shit and i never knew how it was done and i always knew it was like extremely painful for the people that do do it and like when they started sucking that out it was just blood i'm like is that all it is and then you see like you said the yogurt coming out i'm like it was it was it was was so disgusting i about vomited And then the one that's on the poster, I thought those were like fluorescent light tubes. Nope, Same. vacuum. Straight up vacuum cleaner that's going to suck your eyeballs oh, right yeah. out of your skull. Which wasn't even a real trap. It was just a, a, in like a little like mind, like a daydream almost. Yeah. Uh, that... It, I thought I that was going to play was... a lot bigger role. I did too. It's on the damn cover. Yeah. So I, I thought it was going to be a, a bigger thing. Um, especially because it almost looks like the main evil woman. Mm-hmm. as well even though it's it's a dude but yeah. it looks like a woman but that was a that was a pretty sick trap i that was the most unique trap probably yeah um whenever the guy was digging into his own brain that was oh my god that was also yeah. a rough one um i did think that they did a good job portraying at how john's always a step ahead of everybody which yes it did make me think though if he's so smart he's always a few steps ahead of everybody else then how did he just fall for the health scam yeah. to begin with Right, but then it was just it, at that point. Whenever you're that sick, you're just willing to try anything. So I mean, I get that exactly. You know, but I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know how that they how they had the black guy in on it from his meeting or whatever. Um, I did I did think that at first he was just faking it since he kind of saw him out and about. But then he showed him the scar and everything. And he's like, oh wow. And then so I don't know how he ended up being in on it. I do know he's in the first movie, right, or second movie. That guy? No, 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 no. He that that's a brand new guy. Oh, okay, because I saw the post credit scene, so I wasn't sure if he was in one of the other movies or not. No, yeah. So I was, uh, during that time, I'm like, is he going to get the, the black dude that mm-hmm. tricked him? And they didn't. I was like, oh, that sucks. 
And then, um, you know, the lights weren't coming up during the credits. I'm like, okay, something else has to happen. Um, yeah. And then it came up. It's him. I really wish that would have played out. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was upsetting to me. I don't know how he ended up being in on it and then get uh, that. That was kind of like, okay. Um, yeah, he he was the plant. You know, he was selling okay, it. Okay, okay, I got He you. goes to these cancer meetings. He's like, I'm going to die. I'm not going to make it. And then he'll, like, essentially keep track of okay. the people from the meetings and just, like, show up and you know, not really like he looks way healthier. Right. Right. And right. so he's like, you look great. And he's like, yeah, dude, it's crazy. And then, he, you know, they lure him in. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It was so funny because I originally, whenever I first saw us, I wrote down, Oh, I wonder if this is going to do better than exorcist believer next week. I mean, <laughs> I kind of figured it was going to, but I'm pretty sure it probably just has blown it away. I don't think there's any yeah. chance. Exorcist believer um, even catching up to it uh yeah that that'll be interesting to to think of i i would imagine it does i don't think many people care about exorcists i could be wrong right especially after the reviews came out i thought maybe since this being the 10th the 10th in the franchise that it was turns out this one was so good that it didn't even matter and uh, uh exorcist believer top for october 6th through 8th weekend oh wow yep I was going to check the box office mojo to see which one made money, which one made the most money so far. Right. Um, um, but also the week before, Saw got beat by Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. Oh my gosh. So, but it's everyone taking their kids, so. <laughs> so Saw has made 10, about 10 mil more, so. Okay. Worldwide, Saw is at 55 wow. mil, and uh, Exorcist Believer is at 44 mil, so. Good. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. It's yeah, a better movie by far. I was surprised. It was the second weekend yesterday when I saw Saw. It full theater, packed. Uh well, I always go at those weird times, you know. So I think it was actually it was just Frank and I. We saw it at four oh, really? o'clock on a Tuesday. And uh I think it might have just been Frank and I. Yeah, it was. It was really funny. That's pretty cool. It was just Frank and I sitting side by side at an empty theater. That's awesome. <laughs> My only really cons I had were just said it kind of takes a little bit like it takes a little bit in the beginning to get going. I I agree. That was a very long process. And this is also the longest movie of the series. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, yeah, it ended up being close to two hours, which is a little bit long for like just a horror movie. But other than that, solid, solid horror movie all around. Like I said, seven, high seven, about an eight or so for me. Yeah. And I think that's fair. Um, the what held me back was also i think it takes a while to get going at the beginning mm-hmm. um i wanted more traps i'm really in to those for the for the films i think the traps for sure, are just for sure. So definitely wanted more traps crazy but at the same time i understand that uh this was just on the spot that mm-hmm. he came up with his shit, which is incredible but yeah for sure that's also his story he's like a uh insanely intelligent civil engineer like he's been on covers of magazines and shit yeah um, because he's just really good at what he does obviously Mm -hmm. um uh, what was the other thing i was gonna say uh the uh (laughs) did the mexicans are hardcore as hell like (laughs) compared to the americans that go into these traps in the other films they just like freak out until the time's up and they die yeah. These yeah. these folks just went 
into it. Like the dude with the pipe bomb strapped on his arms, he's like, oh, just he tried to escape at first. And he's like, fuck it. And just Edward Scissorhand is his way out of the pipe bombs. I feel and I'm like, pipe bomb, pipe bro, bomb arms. Fucking respect that, like, you just went for it. And that doesn't oh, yeah. happen in all the films. And it pissed me off. He said that um, guy lived, right? He's like, oh, he you're lived. Gonna live. So I thought he was going to turn back up in the movie, too. He didn't. Uh, yeah, so that dude right. lived. Mm-hmm. The other part, this is a, I don't want to, I don't know if a plot hole is the right word, but the, like, uh, drug addicted girl. Yeah, um, yeah. Gabriella, I think was her mm-hmm. name. Uh, so two things. Um, Amanda feels for her because she sees herself. That's exactly who Amanda was. She was a massive drug addict until John essentially saved her mm-hmm. um, by putting her in the trap. Um, but the plot hole with her story, not story, her trap. So she goes up, she like Peter Pans it <laughs> up, you yeah. know, one arm, one arm up uh, in a chain and then one ankle in a chain. And she has to break her way out with a fucking hammer. And mm-hmm. she goes to smack her leg. And maybe this just turns into the boss lady being a horrible person mm-hmm. but she goes to smack her leg first i'm sorry smack her arm first yeah 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 and she goes no no do your leg so you swing the other way and she just follows her order mm-hmm. and but if she would have went for her wrist first she would have fell to the ground to and the, the ground, radiation yeah. machine could not have got to her yeah i was so, thinking the same thing i was like wait a second at first you know talking about it I'm like, okay, they screwed that up. I don't think they did. I think that was planned that she's just listening to that boss lady tell her what to do. And the boss lady wants them dead anyways. She does mm-hmm. not actually care. So yeah. that was an interesting thing that I kind of thought of. But yeah, they all just went for it. The woman cutting off her leg was like, yeah, she panicked for a little bit, but she she had it. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Like, give her another 30 seconds, she would have been out. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that's interesting. I also like when people. It doesn't happen a lot throughout the movies, but you know the all, the point is the traps are supposed to be survivable, mm-hmm. but not enough people survive them. That's true. Um, which you know, take that as you want, but uh, it'd be. I don't think nicer is the right word. It'd be cooler to see more people survive and then see how their lives actually change. Because mm-hmm. the whole reason he's doing it is to weirdly make them better people like he did Amanda. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, also, speaking of Amanda, my first thought when I saw her, she looks horrible. Oh my god, yeah, that haircut was <laughs> a fucking atrocious. So, not only that, but it looked like her face was just like so done up by makeup and shit. Like, uh, Tobin Bell... He maybe he must be like Tommy Lee Jones. He's been old forever because he looked yeah. exactly how he does now, how he did in the Goodfellas in 1990. Uh-huh. So it's like he's always looked old, but Amanda looked fucking 20 years older or something. And oh, yeah. obviously, time passed. You know, it's probably pretty close to 20 years. But she, you could tell with her that was that was a little rough. Yeah, yeah, and that haircut wasn't doing anybody no favors. No. No, uh, like a little boy. Yeah, uh, terrible. Um, some cool little tidbits here. Uh, I'm sure there will be more trivia down the line. 
Um, this is the highest rated of the series, 82%, uh, at least when this was taken. Saw, the first one, is in second place at 50%. So whoever's reviewing that, you're, you're nuts. Yeah, wow. You know, it's way better than that. Um, yeah. This is also the first movie that has John Kramer as the actual main protagonist. Wow. So obviously he's involved in every single film, but mm -hmm. the focus is never on him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, other things, um, this is pretty funny. Uh, when editing the eye vacuum trap, uh, people called the police because they were hearing screaming at the office where they were editing it. Oh my gosh. Um, that's hilarious. And then cool thing about the film, uh, a lot of the films, you know, they end with someone saying game over and shutting a door. Mm -hmm. This one ended with him opening a door. Ah. Um, and I don't think that's as nice of a picture as people think because they're like, oh, he's opening a door. It's nice. There's a sunset. They just saved this little kid. I'm like, the door is being opened for him to go and murder like at least 50 more people. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they like walk not... out hand in hand with that little yeah. kid. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they gave the kid millions of dollars. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I don't think there was really much else they did. I thought the voice of the detective, uh, sounded the same as the real guy, but I wasn't sure. But mm -hmm. then they actually brought in, um, I forget his name, but they brought in the detective, uh, at the end credit scene. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hell is his damn name? But that's the guy who, so Amanda was supposed to take over at first. Oh, okay. And then she dies because she essentially failed her test. Oh. And then this detective guy takes over and he's out of control. He's making games that aren't survivable. And he just wants people to die because mm -hmm. he's a dick. And Jigsaw knows that. Um, Hoffman, Detective Hoffman, that's his name. Um, but Jigsaw knows that and he tells Dr. Gordon the guy from the first movie that cut off his leg who actually is working for him too um, to take care of Hoffman if anything happens to his wife which Hoffman kills Jigsaw's wife and then they kill Hoffman so okay. it's just crazy how many people are involved with this dude oh yeah but um, all in all very happy with the movie yeah, definitely, definitely. That's why that was my main takeaway. Is that if you're a fan of Saw, you're gonna absolutely love this movie. Yeah. And even if you're not a huge Saw guy like myself, it was still a really good, really good movie. For so. sure. Um, Ty, I think that ends it here. A little longer of an episode, mostly because I really enjoy talking about Saw. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm all about that. But just to give uh uh update here, I know we just said the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is now tied for number one. Mm -hmm. um, with our ratings for Saw X, that is currently tied for sixth place. Okay. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty good movie so far. Honestly, better than I expected. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Like I said, for being the tenth in a franchise, that that's like unheard of for it to be better than yeah, better than if not just as good as the first. Yeah, and I ranked it, you know, just about as high. You know, I mm -hmm. put it at two. Um, just because the the writing was so good and that's probably what you know the critics saw too they're like oh it's good writing it is mm -hmm. um less traps which also probably made people happy <laughs> yep. but the ones that were there my god 
Um, cool. We will end it out here next week. Not a ton, Ty. I think we I might did think of a good. I, I did yeah. think of a good idea. So we have that totally killer that dropped on Amazon. That's a horror movie. Okay. And we also have that reptile on Netflix. I haven't watched either yes. one yet. So we can do a streaming a streaming week. Okay. Streaming showcase. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. we got that. Cool. Um, also want to say, uh, fuck the Ravens, uh, Steelers beat you yet again. Lamar, you can't play in Pittsburgh. You're a loser. Get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> That's how we're ending this episode. <laughs> we'll see you later. See you. <laughs>